Alright y'all, what is up? Welcome back to Trevor's Takes. I'm your host Trevor and today we will be getting on the topic of the NBA playoffs. Now I've, I've been at work but I've also watched some of the games like I've been watching my Thunder play at work because we have slow spots. I'll be watching them, watching them do that, you know. But I want to specifically, I want to start out with the Thunder series and then I want to work my way. I want to go from talking about the Thunder series to the uh, Lakers and the Blazers series. Then I want to get into the uh, Nuggets and Jazz, and then we'll go from there. So obviously, for the people that know me personally, I'm a huge Thunder fan. I love Thunder. Um, I've loved them since I was old enough to watch basketball. Um, I love to watch basketball. No, not even Jesus. Uh, old enough to even know how the game functioned and everything. Like, I, I was just a fan of the Thunder when we had Kevin Durant, when they had James Harden, they had Russell, when they had the big three. The big three that were supposed to be something together. We ended up trading away, and those individual players became their own thing. Now, I just want to say I expected... I expected some of what we've been getting with Houston. I've expected some. I've expected to be outsped due to the fact that the Thunder have a big ass center, and the uh, the Rockets don't have a center. They're all small ball. They're speed. So he's obviously going to have speed on Steve Nash. Steve Nash is not going to be able to get down the floor as fast as fast as PJ Tucker is. Houston is a more of in transition, pass the ball, catch and shoot team. Now. With that being said, I was watching when we played game two and held a lead and just immediately got destroyed with Harden off the floor. That goes into the fact of coming into the series, I knew that we had to get the ball in the middle of the floor with Steven Adams having a height advantage. We had to feed him, feed him, feed him, feed Nerlens Noel, feed Danilo Gallinari the ball. That was one of the big things I wanted to see more of, and it's not happening. We're trying to be a more perimeter shooting, trying to kind of, if you can't beat them, join them in terms of how Houston's ability to shoot three ball. The Thunder will not have, we, we have a better three-point percentage, but then again, we don't shoot as much. Like, we're more of a take-the-ball-and-drive Eurostep kind of thing. And the thing it's, that, ha- that I, that's, I've kind of been disappointed in this series is the, um, the defense in terms of when Hard's not on the floor. For example, we left uh, Jeff Green. Um, we left him open, and he just completely demolished us. Or demolished, has demolished. Excuse me, demolished us the last two games. He's been the one that's killing it hard. Hard in the second game. If I am, let me look this up real quick just to make sure I know I am not. Cause I don't want to be. I don't want to have to be wrong. I think we played Thursday. Um, he played Thursday, and that was Harden scores twenty one. I, I knew that was going to come in, um, but he had 21 and 9 assists. They The Rockets, 19 of 56 three-point. Uh, they broke an NBA record of trying to attempt 56 threes. We did a good job of shutting that down and contesting them. The only problem was is if they weren't shooting threes, which seemed like never, um, we didn't, you know what I mean? Uh, but in points, Gilgis Alexander, 9 from 17 from the field, 10 for 11 from the line, 31 points. I couldn't be more impressed. He needs to keep doing that. But then again, we need to stay consistent in terms of how we play, or how they play, rather. Not we, because I don't 
But um, the one I was really disappointed in was Lorenzo, um, was Dort's performance. Three for ten from the field, two for eight from three point. I mean, can't complain about two for eight. I'll take that any day. Um, overall, he played decent. His de- his defense did show up. I will say that his defense did show up. His defense was there. Was there? He had one block. He had one block. I I I couldn't be more happy. The only issue is with the turnovers. Stevie Adams turned the ball over four times. or Gallinari turned it over two. I mean, the most turnovers they had, most turnovers they had was they had. Jeff Green turned it over three times. Covington turned it over three, and Aragorn turned it over one. The other thing I'm mad is, I mean, I, I can't be disappointed with Dennis Schroeder because he does come off the bench. He comes off the bench for a reason, obviously. But um, the turnovers on Dennis Schroeder is what killed us. And I was watching five for twelve from the field. We can't have that, especially him playing thirty-two minutes. Um, that really, that really was the thing that really killed us. And then Chris Paul shooting six for 15, two for seven from three. I, I, I don't know what to say. Like overall, overall, we're not doing too bad. It's just the fact that Houston just shoots the ball a lot. We got to contest. And even if, if you, even if you contest, I mean, there's not really good do. But the thing that irritated me if you look at the points. Our leading scorer goes 31, 17, 14, 13, 8, 8, 4, 3, 0, 0. Now, if you compare that to Houston, here's what they did. 21, 19, 15, 15, 14, 11, 10, 6. Their problem is they're distributing the ball more than we are. Now, I can't I can't say that. If you look at that James Harden, nine assists, single-handedly had more assists than our whole starting lineup did. Whole, whole starting lineup had seven. Coming off the bench, five, one, and one. It's the fact that we, I feel like we're forgetting the fact that James Harden passes the ball. Now, with Westbrook being out, there is no, I don't think it kind of upset me that we lost by 13. I mean, I can't complain we lost by 13, but again, without Harden on the floor, they went on, I believe it was a 12-2 and two run. Dennis Schroeder tried to try to take the ball to the rim because they're playing spectacular defense. You got to give it up to Houston. They're, I, I, came in, I came in saying, as a Thunder fan, I know you're supposed to review your team and everything, but as a Thunder fan, I came in saying we're going to lose the series again. Just because we don't have, we have the... Uh, what do you call? What are the Lord I'm looking for? We have the experience, but we don't at the same time. Gallinari's young. Uh, Steven Adams, he's been in the situation before. He knows what to do. Chris Paul knows what to do. Gilles Alexander and Dort are still young. They know they don't know what to do. You, so we're we're a young team, but for the way Billy Donovan has coached this team, I got to give him a round of applause. He definitely deserves Coach of the Year. He definitely deserves it. And again, there's I mean, there's nothing more I can really say about this series. So we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll see what Game Three brings us now. Onto the Portland and LA series. This one is going to be by far my favorite. I picked the Grizzlies to beat the Trailblazers by a sliver, and it turned out being vice versa. Now, 
I, I got I got to give it to Anthony Davis on game two. I have to. Anthony Davis really showed up game two. Really showed up. 13 for 21 from the field. 29 minutes played. Uh, 3 for 4 from 3.2 for 2. 100% from the free throw line. He had the total 11 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block, 2 turnovers, of course. Plus 32 in the minus, or minus positive column. 31 points, though. Um, This is a good center. This is a good center and... A good center and... Small forward matchup. The only problem is with the Trailblazers running two power forwards. You have Carmelo guarding LeBron, which in my in my eyes is a mix match. <laughs> Given that game two, Carmelo shot one for six. The only field goal I ma- he made is I believe a fadeaway. He had two points. That's what killed. They lost by thirty three. Um. No, I think it's twenty three, right? Yeah, twenty three. They lost by twenty three. Um, the whole uh, what is it? Uh, issue with um, Damian Lillard. Holy, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. The whole thing with Damian Lillard. He was shooting six for thirteen or six for fourteen, which isn't him. One for seven from three. Five for five for one. I me him shooting eighteen when he went out with that finger injury in the third. It kind of felt like they kind of pulled him out. Like I'm, I'm again, again. This is just what I think. So this is nothing based on whether he did it or not. Nothing against the the Portland Trailblazers staff. Nothing like that. I just feel like they were losing by so much. They were like, okay, we don't want to ruin Lillard's reputation. You know what I mean, and because honestly, he single handedly carried that team. Even with Melo, I feel like he still single handedly carried that team. Now, don't get me wrong, Melo's a great, great scorer, great offensive threat, along with C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum is one of the most underrated shooting guards in the league. Um, Nurkic, 4 for 10. He's, he's putting up numbers, 9 points. I feel like the issue with uh, with the Portland is the bench. I mean, you you got Gary Trent Jr., you got Hassan Whiteside. You, you got some decent players on there. But, I mean, compared to the Lakers stack up, the Portland's a huge... Is a huge underdog minus Lillard, McCollum, and Anthony, the big three that run that offense basically. But Nurkic against Davis, I like that. But again, I feel like Davis is just the most offensive power forward center built guy in the league. Like I don't, I don't feel there's anyone can stop him. I feel like you put him up against Gobert if that happens. I would love to see the matchup. I would love to see either um, him or Gobert, or I would like to see him and Nurkic being him and Nurkic. Or uh, him and uh, him and Jokic, my bad. Him and Jokic uh, lining up because they both can shoot. That would that would be a great and fun, entertaining game, considering where the Nuggets have came from in the last couple of years. Down at the bottom, I believe, it was in 2015, and worked their way all the way up. Came out of nowhere, got some good draft picks, rebuilt. I just I, I don't know. Like I would love to see, I would love to see L A and the Nuggets in there. I would love to see that. You got you got veterans going at it. Um, you got veterans, you got some good rookies on there. Uh, let's switch to so talk about the Lakers. LeBron, you, you can't ignore LeBron. The The thing that stood out to me was was the 4-11. and 11. The 4-11 and 11 for 10 points. I've said this before, and I said this a lot of people, but they think I'm crazy. I think it's the fans not being there. Like, Le- LeBron feeds off that, you know what I mean? It, every player does. You're playing, you're playing in L.A. Like, nobody has really home court advantage down there except for maybe Miami. 
And if we're technically talking, nobody is home court advantage. There's nobody there to watch. It's all quiet. You know what I mean? Like, you look in, that's why tough teams, that's why last year when, um, I forget the team, that literally lost two, it was Toronto. They lost two games on the road. Like, you don't see that in the NBA playoffs. You don't, you don't see that. You see consistently the home teams winning. You really don't see the away teams coming through. And that's the one thing they did to shut down. They, they won games in Golden State. Nobody, nobody could really do that. Nobody really could win games in Golden State. And they went in, I believe, won one or two. Um, LeBron James, four for 11. Zero from three. I mean, he's, 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 he's up there in age. I, don't, I, can't, I can't blame LeBron. He's, but I want to I say this. When he came to L.A., he's dished out the ball a way, a way lot more than he did in Cleveland. I want to say that. Yeah, Caldwell Pope dropping 16. He's underrated easily. You got Marcus Morris, Kuzma coming off the bench. Kuzma had seven. Marcus Morris had two. That was kind of the thing. But if I have to give a prediction, I have to give a prediction. I say I see LA winning this in six. I see LA. I see Portland. Um, Portland winning the next game, and then I see LA winning the uh, the next three. I see LA running away with it. Um, now let's go into one of my other favorite series I want to talk about, and that is. The Utah Jazz and Denver Knights. When I see this matchup, I was like, this is going to be good. You got two big men going at it. You got Rudy Gobert and um, what is his name? I cannot think of his name. Nikola. Yep. Nikola Jokic. Oh, my God. It's just one of those names you don't see. But I like the Donovan Mitchell. Dude, it, it's, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I, like, I love this matchup. Because if you look at it, last game, uh, actually, I believe that was today? No, because... Wait. Who won? Today's Friday. Who won that game? Yeah, Utah won. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. I expected Denver to sweep them. I'm not even going to lie. I expect I expected Denver to run away with this one. But given today one twenty four to eighty seven, I heard it was at one point. I heard it was fifty two to twenty eight at fifty two to twenty eight at one point. Utah's just shooting the ball phenomenally. That's all there is to that one. Utah's just lights out shooting. And with with the way uh, Michael Porter Jr. came out, everyone was like, "Oh, Denver's gonna run away. Denver's gonna win." I was in that bandwagon. I'm not even gonna lie. I was in the bandwagon. But then you, then again, you get to a competitive team that's their level in terms of shooting and everything. It's a whole different game. <laughs> it's a whole different game when you get in terms of that. Um, let's take a look at today's stats. Obviously, Utah's leading the series two to one now. Uh, they got the game up on him yesterday. This is the biggest story I expect today. Conley, Michael Conley Jr. Shooting. Uh, a playoffs best right now. Seven threes. Seven threes. Now, let that sink in for a minute. Michael Conley is not a three-point shooter. Shooter. He is a more inside threat. He can post. He can fade. He can do a lot of stuff. The one thing I've always seen lacked in his game, though, is the three ball. That's the one thing I've always always not seen from Michael. And given I was watching this game on and off at work, um, I, I watched the highlights and stuff after this one. He played phenomenally. He played phenomenally. Led, led in points, 27, 9 of 13 from the field, 2 or 2 at the free throw line, because I'm more happy. Rudy Gobert, 
14 rebounds, 9 defensive rebounds, 5 offensive rebounds. Ingles, Ingles is underrated. Let's be real here. He had no turnovers in 22 minutes, 8 assists. Um, <laughs> uh, let's look at, take a look at the Nuggets real quick. They're Paul Millsap, 8. Michael Porter Jr., 7. Wow. I did not expect that one. Holy mo- Oh, that's not good. That's one of the J. I really have nothing to say about Denver, other than they have the upper hand. They re- they've had the upper hand coming into this series, but then again, Utah kind of surprised them with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's nothing to play with. Donovan Mitchell five for thirteen, still, <laughs> still had twenty points. Uh, Michael Conley seven of eight from three, nine of thirteen for the field. Rudy Gobert eight, 11 of fifteen from the field, fourteen rebounds, twenty four points. They're, I mean, that's half their points right there. Won half their points with their starters out. I mean, their combined Gobert, Conley, and Donovan Mitchell, that's that's 71 points right there. I mean, there's nothing more you could ask about that. <laughs> Same come on the bench. Uh, Niang with 16 coming off the bench. Clarkson with 11 coming off the they're, they're deep. They have a lot of depth in this offense. I like their offense. But that, I think that's going to do it for today's podcast. Um, I will have more feedback in a couple of days. Um, I won't have time to record because I have to work tomorrow. But I found time today. I got off early. So be sure. Obviously, this is on Spotify. This is on the Anchor app. Um, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts is available. So uh, I want to thank. I want to thank, obviously, Anchor for allowing me to stream the podcast as easily. I have also um, also established a Twitch community. Uh, I'm a streamer on Twitch. It'd be greatly appreciated. I stream every I stream guaranteed every Monday and Wednesday. Longer streams uh, between three and seven hours, mainly Apex Legends. I'm currently pushing Predator. Uh, we are in gold right now. I just got to gold a couple nights ago. So I appreciate it if you would go check out the streams on there. The Twitch name is Professor Toe Taker. That is the Twitch. Um, I appreciate if anyone could stop by in their chat, give me feedback on uh, this podcast, feedback on my streams. Let me know what I should do a little different. Because once every other sport starts up, this will be a major thing. I mean, uh, next podcast might be baseball talk. I'm a Tigers fan, so you might hear that from me. Also, the Dallas Cowboy talks. I'm going to start getting into those, a couple buddies and everything. But anyway, uh, this is Trev signing out.